0: What is this? Oh. My ex. Good with patience and bad with relationships.
1: Hello and welcome back to a stark contrast, where we discuss the differences and the similarities from Marvel Comics to their MCU counterparts. And we are your hosts, Jeffrey
2: and I.
1: Hello, everybody.
2: <laughs> Hello, everybody.
1: Welcome back to the pod in a very, very unique way. This yeah. episode,
2: it's a, it's a <laughs> first milestone. We're trying something new. Uh, we're doing something a little remote yeah a, l- a little zoomy uh the world is gross so we're <laughs> taking some precautions
1: do you want to fill them in <laughs> do you mean, well, i mean, is
2: that I, mean okay? <laughs> I i'm just going to i'm just going to start it and end it that i went to fan expo chicago and yeah <laughs> <laughs> chicago try to hi- try, try to work on that hygiene try to work on that hygiene yeah. let's just say that
1: much um obviously to the people listening only to the podcast obviously you're not going to tell like what's going on Um, (laughs) but we Die and i are both recording from home right now just because as di just said she went to a con and you know the what is it was it the con crud
2: the con crud was
1: a little more cruddy this time around (laughs) And so, yeah. yeah, we're just taking a we're taking precaution, but yeah. we're still gonna find a way to to record and give you guys an amazing, amazing episode because this one's a good one. I'm excited for this one. I
0: hope
2: so. Yeah, yeah we've got a lot to <laughs> chat about. Yeah. Um, but you know, per usual, first things first. There was some big Marvel news today, friend. Nineteen Emmy nominations.
1: Just today, yeah. I just saw. Just all that today, on Twitter. Yeah, yeah.
2: That's so wild. So across. the. And not just, and not films or anything, like Disney Plus shows. So, oh, the Emmy,
1: Emmy nominations, yep.
2: Yeah, so congrats to the, the, the cast and crew of Moon Knight, What If, Loki, and Hawkeye for their uh, nominations. I mean, like, even if they don't win, it's like a big deal. I mean, that's so mm-hmm. cool, right? Um, yeah, and I'm just glad to see like Hawkeye's in there. <laughs> like, yeah. the all shows. Okay, and of course, Moon Knight. I think that Moon Knight had the most, or was it Loki? It was like eight or nine, right? It was
1: either, yeah, it was either Loki yeah. or yeah, or Moon Knight. Um, and Oh, and Chadwick Boseman got a, a nomination too. Posthumous, yeah. Posthumous yeah, for nomination. what if. Yeah, it was awesome.
2: As T'Challa I
1: in uh,
2: What If T'Challa Became Star-Lord. Fantastic episode if you haven't watched it yet for whatever all, reason. All of the
1: What If episodes are really pretty solid. Yeah,
2: they're <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. Um, I have some Patreon patron news, by the way.
0: Yeah, and this is
2: my bad because I didn't check our mail after the last. Uh oh. Right. right. But a gigantic thank you to Buddy of the Philippines. That's actually my cousin um, for backing the show. Hey, the family's getting into it. Um, And also thanks to Patreon patron Andrea. Andrea? Andrea? I always mess up. I think it's Andrea for um, bumping her Patreon tier up to the We Are Groot tier. So thank you so much. That's the highest tier. We have biggest support
0: you you. can possibly
2: give us. Thank you so much. We appreciate that. Um, And then, you know, I did have something that I meant to mention in the last episode, but we just got so derailed by the character itself or stayed on track and (laughs) that I didn't mention it. Um, uh, But just after the new year, we received a gift from our friends at Marvel, um, a special preview of a new book we can finally talk about titled Spider-Man's Social Dilemma. <laughs> um, it's a new young adult novel from author and Spidey superfan Pretty Chibber. Um, apparently this is the first of three books that uh, Chibber will be releasing mm-hmm. and it focuses essentially on the, the usual Peter Parker story that we're used to, you know, like he it's his him and his youth and he's trying to get by and and um the woes of the teenage Peter Parker as you would know it. Um love that. And this one's kind of funny because you know, as it's called the social dilemma, yeah, it includes social media influencers. Um oh, in a
1: Peter Parker in a, world. In a or Peter a Parker Spider-Man. world, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. And and funny enough, Mary Jane is one of the influencers. So
1: why am I not surprised? I know
2: it. <laughs> um, and of course, you know some some appearances from like Sandman and and other uh, adversaries that we're used to with the Sinister Six and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, the book actually hit shelves,, uh, I think today so july 12th july 12th so go out and get a copy for yourself or the young adult spider-man fan in your life and i'm nice. putting the link in our show notes i think the cover may differ from the one that i have here so if you're watching the video version uh be sure to just look for the main key art which is this awesome cover um Ooh. yeah more details more details in the uh, show notes nice Yeah. um oh <laughs> and one last thing speaking of fan expo I did. I don't. I think you saw my story, Jeff. But I did mm-hmm. pick up the only thing I bought at the show. Oh, that's right. <laughs> so first and foremost, I just went like ham wild on cards. <laughs> I bought a bunch of cards, a bunch of trading cards. So there was one booth that had a bunch of trading cards, and I was like, "I'm gonna do it." So I got Spider Man 30th Anniversary trading cards from oh like, gosh. and these are all vintage, right? Like I probably shouldn't have opened these, but I
0: did oh, anyway. Did. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and these are from 1992. Um, the first edition of Amazing Spider Man from 1994. Okay. I don't. I don't know how that's the. F- I mean, well, whatever. Um, X Men Sanctuary stickers. These were. Okay. Do you remember those a long time ago? They were like sticker books that you get for like a buck. Yeah. And these were like $0.25. Cents. Of course. Now the packs are $4. So yeah, so that's that. <laughs> so I bought a couple of those. I bought <laughs> an an international Spider-Verse pack that I refuse to show you the price of. Um, <laughs> all these cards are really, really cool. A couple of Marvel masterpieces. And then I found these. I, I think they're either, I don't know which Asian country they're from, but um, these MCU cards that you'll probably get some doubles of um, they're pretty cool. They have like portraits and stuff, um, with work from Andy Park and mm-hmm. Ryan, uh, Niederman. Niederman, Niederman, Minor Minerding. <laughs> <laughs> I got there eventually.
0: <laughs> um, so yeah.
1: Oh, speaking of Spidey, can I add yes. some
0: things? Oh, sure. I, I,
1: sh- I just showed you, um, I texted you, I think a couple of days ago. So Kith, the streetwear brand Kith, oh my god yeah did a collaboration <laughs> funny enough with the anniversary of spider-man so they so recently a couple days ago or no yesterday big,
2: big 60 by the way it's, it was it's the
1: six, it's, 60th okay, anniversary okay I, di- I didn't want to botch the number and i was like 60 but he's been You're around good. for so much i was like yeah 60. Uh, so, so 60th anniversary of spider-man um kith did a collaboration with marvel in that so on monday which was yesterday they this is the first release. They had certain Spider Man memorabilia, and I sent you a picture and stuff. And I was like, "Oh my god, this is like, this is like legit, like old school, like memorabilia." Yeah. Um. And so, well, one, I didn't get anything um, <laughs> <laughs> because streamer, because yeah, bots for sure. Um. Mm-hmm. And but on top of that, with every purchase that with that um with any purchase, they also made they. They made their own, they made a they collaborated on a story uh, of a comic book. Like they have their own comic story for with Spider-Man. And it has like the Kith branding in the panels and everything, which is really cool. Um, and then this Friday, they're releasing streetwear, they're releasing clothes, like they made clothes.
2: That's what I want.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so
2: So when when Jeffrey first told me that this was happening. <laughs> All we saw was the comic book and like the animation like teasers and I was like, oh that's that's cool. That's really cool. But I was yeah. like, I was like, but can I wear it? <laughs> like I want streetwear. Yeah. And and we didn't see anything. Yeah, and yeah. of course, and then that merchandise stuff came up. Wait, but clarify for me, are they miniatures or are they like what what is the scale of these things?
1: Of which one? Oh like the memorabilia. Because I stuff? feel
2: like yeah, I feel like the memorabilia stuff is like
1: itty bitty. No, well the memorabilia stuff is like it's like as if you like you're going to a toy store in like the 80s or 90s and buying really? like, I think so, and then I feel just, like
0: they're miniatures.
1: <laughs> I mean, maybe. Uh Yeah. But.
2: Oh, either way, it's, it's cool stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think I'm sure was, the streetwear uh, yeah. is gonna go.
1: I'm sure. I'm, I feel second. like that memorabilia thing was like a like a nostalgic thing of like, oh, remember when you got when this was available at like KB Toys? Maybe I don't know. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. Hundred yeah. percent so they had oh, that but then um they just released like the pictures of the of the clothing i think today uh, i was gonna buy you one because i'm not i wasn't gonna i don't know if i was gonna wear it much because like i like some of the stuff um that so uh cool. that it likes because with every purchase it comes with that comic book so i'm going to try to buy something on friday a
2: hero <laughs>
1: and, and i'm going to hope that there's multiple quantities God's of clothes godspeed God's uh, but i was like wow. oh this is actually cool like wow like both of my worlds like colliding like streetwear that i love and um and then comics so that's really cool i really like that um that the collaboration between them
2: that's awesome oh yeah. i can't wait to see it yeah <laughs> i haven't seen the streetwear yet but oh, i almost oh yeah i'll send, i'll
1: send, i'll send you the i'll send you like the link
2: <laughs> as i'm wearing like a, a toki doki thor shirt by the oh, way nice. remember Tokidoki? doki like Hey, I pretend it's Jane, do. <laughs> right? It's like it was an Italian designer anyway. Uh, okay. um, it's not Kiff. so. Okay, so I guess with that said, let's let's get on. Oh, you know what? One more thing, uh-huh. Ms. Marvel will be concluded by the time that this episode drops.
0: That is true. So
2: if you haven't seen the series yet and you're more of a binger, please go watch that show. It is truly like, like among a diverse um, group of fans, Are all agreeing like it's the best thing that marvel's put out in a long time
1: it's just it's just it's just so great it's so different but Mm -hmm. it has so it's like it feels like so much like the same like in an mcu universe yeah but if you look into the nitty-gritty of it it's really different
2: yeah yeah i think so too oh can't wait to talk about it more which we will in a few weeks um so yeah reminder we're not experts we don't claim to be we're just a couple of nerds nerding out um, if you have any comments, please reach out, tell mm-hmm. us, we want to hear your thoughts. We love mm-hmm. it. More and more people are coming out of the woodwork and I love it. So let's go. Um, but also spoiler alert, this episode, I'm not even going to play around this episode is oh, going to yeah. contain uh, major yeah, 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 yeah. spoilers Yes,
1: 100 from
2: Thor Love <laughs> and Thunder now in theaters. So if you haven't seen the movie and you're kind of like me and you don't want people spoiling stuff for you, you should probably turn this off. But of course, come back later because we do want you to listen to this
1: episode. 100%. (laughs) So that
2: said, let us discuss the one and only Jane Foster, now known as the mighty Thor. Yeah. (laughs) So those of you listening, Jeffrey just pulled up a beautiful portrait of Natalie Portman as Jane Foster.
1: look at her arms. Her
2: arms, yeah. On his uh, Zoom background, (laughs) it's fantastic. I love it so much.
1: She's the best.
2: She's just so great. Um, I'm excited,
1: yes, Jane Foster, mighty Thor.
2: Yeah. And unfortunately (laughs) Jeff and I didn't get to see this film together. So, um, I was, I was in, in Concord city. Um, but Mm -hmm. you know, I'm sure, sure we're sharing the excitement there. So Jane Foster herself, um, this is one of those instances where we do have two cases where there is a, there is a mortal altar versus a superhero altar. So maybe altar isn't the proper word, but identity. Um, and so Jane Foster herself was created by Stan Lee, Larry Lieber, and Jack Kirby, one of the uh, trios that you will hear many a time on this show. Whereas Mighty Thor herself was uh, created by Don Glute, Rick Hoburg, and Carl Gafford. Um,
1: when did that story come out? The Mighty Thor?
2: Uh, well, we'll get to that. Oh, I'm <laughs> jumping is, the gun. Here. You're jumping. Um first appearance for Jane Foster. So uh again, you know, first we were introduced to Jane Foster, the nurse. Um, Journey into Mystery Number 84, uh published date September 1962. So she's been around just about as long as Spidey has, shockingly. Um, highest that I found on eBay, 7.0 CGC. Are you looking at the doc or do you want to give it a ballpark?
1: I'm not looking, but I was like 7.0. Oh, oh my gosh.
2: Yeah. For 1962.
1: First appearance of Jane Foster. Of
2: Jane Foster. Just Jane Foster.
1: Oh, geez. 7.0. I'm gonna go a couple grand ballpark. Okay. I'm gonna go like 35 Hundo. Mm. Is it higher? Higher. Oh schnapp. I am higher. underselling her. I'm so sorry.
2: <laughs> I How dare you? Yeah, it's actually uh 57. nine thousand. Oh, Oh so no. <laughs> 9350. <laughs>
1: Uh, uh, oh, so just under yeah. oh just under five figures. Wow.
2: Just under five figures, yeah. So nine nine thousand three hundred and fifty dollars for great. 7.0. So if you got something better, she's probably 10 grand, um, give or take. But this is also because this is Thor's second official appearance in the comics. So mm. it's not only Jane's first, but also because okay, it's a second second appearance for a major character, people who yeah. can't quite get that first journey of the mystery into the mystery are going to go for the second maybe because it's got two characters instead yeah um so of course that bumps up the the value um the lowest i found was 4.0 cgc 700 dollars. so if you're a casual fan or a hardcore fan that doesn't mind so much about the quality of the comic get you a 4.0 because that's only
1: 700 bucks it probably um, whoever bought that comic too probably bought it for like
2: 10
0: cents
2: (laughs) yeah they got it for 10 cents or they like got it for maybe 125 when yeah before the mcu even started to be a thing like can you imagine oh my gosh um times before 2000s i bet were just uh they were quite Uh, different for comics i mean people
1: just people just just sitting on gold and they don't even know
0: yeah Yeah.
2: now it's just inflation all over the place so (laughs) that's kind of crazy um and then on the other side of the spectrum we have mighty thor uh-huh. whose first appearance believe it or not was in what if number 10 august 1978 so uh. this is what i this is what i mean by we don't even actually see the actual thor until much after this because originally she started as a what if concept
1: interesting like what if jane foster yeah. had the worthiness of merely exactly
2: Thor? i think it's i believe it's what if jane foster uh had thor's hammer Wielded. yeah wheel oh yeah and oh. so it, because it's they're very straight to the point with the titles yeah so that yeah, was hers yeah, yeah. um and so that debuted about 16 years after uh her initial appearance in the, in the comic books um the highest i found was a 9.8
1: Ooh. Do you
2: want to give it a go?
1: Wow, oh, for my I wonder if it's gonna go up after this after this movie. Oh, comes I out. can
2: I can guarantee it's gonna go so much higher.
1: <laughs> Is this one five figures? Nope. Wow, it's up there. It's not up there. Oh my goodness.
2: It's a little lower if you can believe it.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna split the difference and go f- 55. Wow. Split the difference of that. Jesus. Okay.
2: Yeah. She's actually about a quarter. uh, The what if issue is about a quarter down and a higher grade, which is kind of perplexing, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, that one's tricky. Yeah. And I think it's because it is technically a variant, like the character itself is a variant. It's not actually her. Mm. Um,
0: And you
2: can get that you can get the what if with the Thor number one, which is 2014, that's the actual 616 first appearance of mighty Thor. Okay. For 2,800 total. Whoa. So that tells you, if you do the math, you can get a 9.8 of Jason Aaron's modern mighty Thor book for mm-hmm. about 300, 400, which I'm sure is going to go up a little bit after this film. But yeah, it's it's just that it's only eight years old. So yeah, okay, right, right, yeah. So it's kind of crazy how that goes, right? Oh, and the lowest, the lowest that I found was uh, of the what if is a two point five CGC, seventy five bucks.
0: Whoa! Yeah, whoa!
2: Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh, that piqued my interest a little bit. I was like, uh, <laughs> oh, I could, I could do that actually.
0: <laughs> oh, that's crazy! Uh, right.
2: So, so that just gives you a little taste of what we're gonna expect when it comes to actually discussing, kind of like the. The forks in the road for this character mm-hmm. um so what was your first exposure to to jane foster is that i mean, a, I'm, yeah. pre-
1: I'm pretty sure it was like the movies so yeah so yeah, definitely yeah, yeah the first thor
2: nat portman and correct me if i'm wrong but isn't she the first character to have a first line in that film do you remember
0: because the first the, first
1: the first the first thor movie started with um with them in the desert, right? Chasing something and the, right. the, in the, yeah. So maybe, right.
0: right. Yes. Yeah, I think, I oh yeah. She's,
1: Cause she's driving and she, and she's like, she's like,
0: Darcy, keep driving. I'm gonna, I can, I can see the Exactly.
2: Exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No. I think so. That's
0: so crazy. <laughs> So she,
2: I mean, this is not really a spoiler, but I think she started, she started the, the entire Thor franchise with her first line and she's ending it, or at least her tenure in the series with the last line. Because I think she closes out Love and Thunder
1: at the very very end at the
2: very very end so that's kind of cool so I again Mighty Thor is a modern character so I don't know that I have even digital cards of her trading Mm -hmm. cards because she did not come to play again at least formally until 2014 but
1: yeah I know I know she's I know Mighty Thor is really relatively relatively new yeah
2: yeah yeah quite not she's a i think she's newer than winter soldier wow, that, yeah. that came out that Jessica came Jones out and all them
1: that came out after the first storm movie came out
2: exactly <laughs> which is kind of like yeah So conceptually like uh, I wonder wonder what came first chicken or egg and in that's instance yeah you know I, mean?
1: I, I remember seeing an interview with taika recently um waititi the director and then i think that was like one of the selling points of getting that portman to come back it was like well there's this storyline and how, do, how would you feel about it you know and that's kind of like what what got yeah. her to come back and I i'm mean, like thank god you know
2: yeah what a reason
1: it's a great storyline
2: yeah so let's i guess we'll just dive into the comics first and foremost so initially she was named jane nelson which gross. makes that because <laughs> it's so basic
1: uh, nelson
2: Nelson, (laughs) Jane Nelson. So Jane Nelson. She was Jane. There's something about Jane Foster, though. I will say that. Like you hear Jane Nelson. I'm so sorry to all the Jane Nelsons. Yeah, nothing. But you hear Jane Nelson versus Jane Foster. Foster.
1: Foster. Yes.
2: Yeah, (laughs) I like it. Um. So yeah, she was initially initially named and introduces Jane Nelson. So Jane was the was a nurse assisting a doctor by the name of Donald Blake. Do you remember Donald Blake? Jeff? Yes. What did we learn about Donald Blake?
1: Well, wasn't he like, oh, shoot. (laughs) Doctor dude. Doctor
2: Donald Blake. So, quick refresher on Donald Blake. In the books, Odin sent his, Odin the god, not Odin the dog, (laughs) um, sent his immortal son Thor back to Earth to learn about humility and you know, because he was so pompous as a god, right? He he just didn't live up to the king's expectations, so mm-hmm. Odin sent him back to Earth in a mortal form, That's guised right. as Doctor Donald Blake. And something that they they constantly call him in the books, at least in the old books, was that he was lame 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 dr blake lame oh you're so lame if i wasn't so lame maybe women would love me better um and so uh blake came across the 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 walking stick in the cave and then he hit it on the ground and it transformed into thor and if he hit it two times it would cause a hurricane and then if he did three times he'd go back to normal so um Jane served as the assistant to that guy. Hmm. And so he was off being Thor every now and then. And then Jane was sort of one of the sideline characters that would be introduced every now and then where she's just nurse Jane Foster or Jane Nelson for, for an un, unassumed amount of time. Yeah. Um, and of course, like many of our classic pairings, the two thought they were stuck in a matter of unrequited love. So they actually were both in love with one another but mm-hmm. the other never knew what the other one was feeling. So so they harbored these deep feelings, but they were always expressed in thought bubbles. And so it'd be like, oh, if only Jane knew what I felt for her. And then she would just be like, oh, if Donald only told me what he thought of me.
1: And they never said anything to <laughs> and each they other. they never
2: say anything to each other because mm. it's classic trope of, of the uh, the Silver Age. Um, But... By Thor number 136, she was she was officially renamed to Jane Foster, um, 52 issues after her initial debut, which calculates into five years after she came on the scene at all. Um, and so I I dropped uh, into our shared folder so you can take a look at it at any time you want, but mm-hmm. I have comparisons. Because they even went as far as to change her actual um, appearance. Ooh. So her appearance is a bit different, not drastically per se, but she went from the basic blonde to a brunette look, um, mm, which is okay. far more iconic now, especially considering you know, Natalie Portman and all. So Thor was so in love with Jane that when she returned these feelings, he took her to... Asgard to mm-hmm. present him to his father and and tell him like this is the woman that I love. I want to spend the rest of eternity with her. Yeah. And so Odin went as far as to challenge Jane's worthiness.
0: Uh-huh.
2: Uh, uh for his immortal son and then he even like dressed her differently he put her in this green garb which i also put in uh it's in our shared files oh and yeah i see it, it yeah lo- yeah it's like this it's almost low looking yeah
1: i was gonna say yeah
2: <laughs> and so odin odin you know redressed her and he he put her in this cavernous like isolation with uh an entity known as the unknown and so she he he Judge, like, okay, well, if this mortal can withstand the powers of the unknown, then she'll be suitable for my son. And, you know, the, the messed up part is that Odin himself could barely handle the unknown. Mm. And then he threw plain Jane Foster in, <laughs> in as guardian robe, thinking, oh, well, if she can handle that, then she can be with my son. And of course, unfortunately, she doesn't get very far. She lasts like five minutes. If even that Thor comes in, he saves the day as usual, because he loves, he loves her. And then almost immediately Odin is like, well, you failed the test. I'm sending you back to Midgard and officially just bans her, bans them from being together. Wow. End of story. And so um, we'll talk a little bit about more, more about that um, later, but that said, let's bring it on to Jane Foster in the MCU, later Mighty Thor, portrayed by Natalie Portman, one of my, one of my wives. The best. <laughs> the best.
1: Simply the best.
2: She's just so great. Um, first seen in 2011's Thor, directed by Kenneth Brennall. Last seen in Love and Thunder, directed by Taika Waititi. Um, so yeah, any, any, any immediate thoughts when it comes I to mean, that? I <laughs> mean,
1: I had so much fun. The movie was so much fun, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I can't get the screaming goats out of my head.
0: <laughs> Dude.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> there,
2: there is, oh my gosh, that's so good. There is this weird distant sound outside of the house. And it sounds like the screaming goats. And I thought I was going crazy. I was laying in bed this morning and I was like, is that, is that, a, is that a goat? And I, it stopped, and I thought, oh, maybe it's the, the cat's water fountain or something. No, it's something. I don't know what it is, but it's That's
1: hilarious. It's
2: pretty hilarious. Uh, I just mentioned the goats, but go on.
1: The, I know. I had a lot of fun during the movie. They, I don't know, it was pretty packed, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's just crazy. This is the fourth Thor movie. So, and he's the only original avenger to go go through to four movies so i feel like it's like it it was it felt something new but it also felt like like i don't know like okay i i know this like we've seen this before yeah but and we've seen thor i mean thor is in a different light um it definitely has a taika waititi spin on it obviously Mm -hmm. um but yeah i had a lot of fun with it uh natalie portman forever (laughs) yeah Tessa thompson forever
2: oh i know those two together i'm just like wow they're I i love them together and i never expected like them to see them coincide so seamlessly i think too yes you know you're just so used to seeing uh jane with darcy and 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 being so homegrown and so street level that you know to see her on screen not only as thor but with valkyrie is like it's it's pretty epic it's pretty epic
1: yeah um what did you think about it how did you fare to the movie
2: i mean you know the more i the more i sit with it because i haven't yet seen it again you know i haven't done my usual seeing it three times in a row (laughs) yeah (laughs) so i haven't yet seen it again but you know my brain again has this weird way of like mapping and remembering every single nuance and so i'm (laughs) replaying yeah yeah (laughs) yeah I'm re- replaying it in my brain at least the parts that really stuck with me and I honestly I really did like it a lot and, you know and I said this to Jeff in text, and, and to people that actually know me quite well you know when they ask me, oh did you like the film and and it as a rule I'm just too easy anyway like I'm too easy I will be <laughs> oh I loved it it was so good like and I'm trying not to be that way you know what I mean? Like uh, because yeah. like, that's all you know. I just don't want to be I mean, the that's person how, that's like the yes man for everything. Well, that's, that's
1: how I feel when it, when everybody asks me like like Oh, did you like the movie?" And I was like, "Yeah, I liked it." I mean, yeah. I'm not gonna go out of my way to be like, "Oh, it was the best thing I've ever seen in my life." Right. that wasn't the worst thing. It's just right. like it's just like it was just like uh, you know the movie was good. It did it told the story you wanted to tell. Yeah, um, and so
2: right. Yeah. Yeah, and I was I was shocked because I, I I went in thinking like you and I was like wait what's the total runtime on this film and I was like oh it's less than two hours, that surprised me a little bit it nice. really did, but yeah. but also I agree with you that it told what it needed to tell although I do feel that there were some parts where I'm like there's gonna be a deleted scene for this part I know there is yes and 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 one of those moments is actually um perhaps like Valkyrie and Jane acquainting with one another. Like that might be something that we actually do see come together organically instead of kind of it just being established by the time that um, Thor comes in. But um, overall, I enjoyed it very much. It might actually be my favorite um, Thor movie, shockingly enough. I know that's an unpopular opinion, but... Uh, the thing that I've said to many, many people is that I am very partial to Jane Foster and I'm very par- partial to this version of Jane Foster, at least. And to top it off with Natalie Portman, it kind of,
1: well, makes I was going to say like the biased all around. like the fact that he got, he got that yeah. tech that got Natalie Portman to come back. And for good reason too, not just to be like, oh my God, like you need to get back together with Thor. It was like, no, like you're coming back, but you're going to be Thor like right you know like that's it's the
2: best reason he could have given her
1: and like yeah. you said, and and like we said at the top of the show um uh, yeah that, that storyline mighty thor in 2014 like it's it's a great storyline and it's like mm-hmm. why not why not um live that out yeah on screen yeah. um but uh before we move on with more jane uh and talking about the movie uh christian bale is haunting dude as hell
2: i affirmatively he is so good in this film like i truly like my biggest complaint would be that i wanted more gore the god butcher that's that's really sure. what i would say yeah. like everything else they're just small small criticisms but truly if any yeah. if i had anything to complain about it was that yeah
1: but what Because he was so good but when gore was on screen though he did oh it, he didn't miss even if yeah. you think you want more maybe you want more or not yeah. but when yeah. he was, when he was on when he was on screen like he was killing it
2: yeah and I also appreciate that they didn't they didn't like destroy the seriousness of him you know what i mean like i almost oh, yeah. expected them to like okay not truly a comparison but a bit of a sort of a comparison hella for instance right hella had some humorous tropes and 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 lines that she would drop every now and then you're just like ah that's pretty funny yeah. but then it kind of it kind of does shatter the seriousness that a like a villain is supposed to have in a sure. film they didn't do that with gork like Gore was just-
1: Straight up menacing the whole time. Cover
2: to cover, he was like, no, I'm going to destroy the gods. <laughs> and I love that. And yeah. and also the treatments that they used in filming him, I think were also very incredible. So- it's Insane. Yeah, I really love that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, our Gore fan girling and boying aside, um, did you know, <laughs> I don't have any quizzes for you, for the record, in this episode. I'm
0: fine. But, Thank God. I'm 100%, <laughs> baby. I just, <laughs> <laughs> <well done.
2: laughs> you can't lose. <laughs> um, uh, did you know that, I believe we may have mentioned this in the Black Widow episode, that Natalie actually auditioned for the role of Natasha Romanoff?
1: I think did I see I'd this almost, in an article somewhere?
2: Right? I was like, I don't know for sure if I remember that or if I just imagined it.
1: I mean, I know, I mean, we know Emily Blunt auditioned right. for it, right?
2: Yeah, but apparently-
0: yeah. I don't think yeah. I know. No.
2: But she ultimately passed and then was offered the role of Jane by Sir Kevin Brenna. and he's why she's in any of these films. So thanks, Thank thanks to him. <laughs> yeah, I know. And honestly, Again, as much as I love Natalie, I do like her in this character, and I don't know that I would have liked her as much if she were Black Widow, but who's to know? That's a a question for the watcher. Um, (laughs) So yeah, let's take it back to, to the first film. So when we first met Jane, she was an astrophysicist. And she had her intern. She was an intern at the time, right? That's Darcy. Right. <laughs> oh, Darcy was their intern. Darcy, yes, yeah. yeah. And they were doing field work in New Mexico studying astronomical anomalies. Um. Yeah. I mean, what what can we say about the first few films? Yeah. You know, I given given the offer that Taika inevitably gave her to come back as a bigger role per se yes. than just not to down, dim it, dumb it down, of course, but more than just a love interest and astrophysicist. Like the science stuff is fantastic. I loved yes. it, of course, loved it. But yeah, it was kind of like give her more than just, yeah. I'm looking for my Asgardian boyfriend in the cosmos. Yeah. yeah. What I, um, love, what I yeah. love
1: about that first Thor movie because it was, uh, that was uh, 2011, right? So mm-hmm. oh, it was the third? No. third film? Third MCU film at the time? No. You no. tell me oh it was iron man and then and then cap Cap? was it cap the cap come before that
2: you know what i think cap was after
1: that's what that's what i'm that's what i'm thinking let's google oh my god no jeffrey that's wrong that's wrong no that's wrong no i'm i keep thinking 2014 cap but first but i'm like wait that's that was winter soldier no
2: oh they came out the same year
1: oh they did that's okay Mm -hmm. that makes a lot of sense then um That's right. Yes. Uh, what I loved about Thor was it was the first time, obviously MCU in the third movie or whatever. Um, it was showing like just how black and white, like, like night and day, like you have this Norse God mythology, like of, of, um, of Asgard. And then you, and then you flip it back to, uh, to, to earth, seeing like earth life and everything.
2: Thor was second.
0: Oh,
1: pain. Two months.
2: Two months before May 2011, and the Cap was July 2011.
1: That's dangerous.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's too close to each other. That's super. Da- I'd never I would have imagined they yeah. would've done that.
1: But I don't know. um, but and then yeah, so seeing like that difference of like oh this royal high life, you know, and then boom, you're on Earth and just people doing science like under the radar type of thing. Uh, that's what I liked about it, and then seeing those worlds collide, like seeing mm-hmm. Thor in a in a mortal in a midgard like setting and then jane discovering like oh so there is like another realm like there is yeah. a, you know that yeah. there is another universe type of thing oh. that was really cool i like that integration and i love like how how smart she is and like mm-hmm. just genius she really is right right yeah. and i
2: think that's one of those that's one of those nerdy things that really drew me to her as a character also aside the fact that she is portrayed by Natalie portman is just like that- oh yeah the MCU doesn't really mess around with when it comes to some of their leading ladies. And some of these ladies are just like powerhouses when it comes to the smarts. Right. Yeah. Like the guys have the big brawn, but they got the big brain. Mm -hmm. I love that. So yeah, from the get go, I kind of loved her. I loved um, her dynamic with Darcy. I don't remember what was their intern's name. I didn't mention him in our notes, but
1: the intern that they had
2: in dark world.
1: Oh, God, the guy that the guy like, that, yeah. that Darcy also dated.
0: Like, oh, we're dating him. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's my boyfriend. <laughs> exactly.
2: yeah. uh, he was great, too. But yeah, yeah, I love that. I love the little ragtime, like, scientific nerd group. Yeah. Um, and then, I, well, I guess we'll go back to the Thor side, because that's who we really want to talk about. Um, so when it came to the comics, this is a rare instance where the origin of the character stemmed outside of the 616 entirely. So mm-hmm. like I mentioned before, she stemmed from the what if series, which was just like all of those stories, Yes, you know, they are, they all ended quite dark. They're quite like the the series where they were intended to be one shot. Sometimes they, they intersect, but they weren't meant to be taken very seriously, yeah. uh, as, at least as far as canon goes. Um, but, you know, the origin featured in What If the comic is is quite similar to um, that of Mighty Thor in that, um, well, actually Thor himself, sorry, that uh, Jane Foster has, she actually goes to um, the site with Donald Blake. And so he's not alone in that scenario. Whereas um, before he was just by himself. And then like the Korg people, the rock people come from Saturn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So instead of him being alone, Jane is actually with him in the what if. And so as as they're having this runaround with the rock people, Jane's like, oh, I'm good. He drops his cane. He had a walking stick already. He uh, drops the walking stick. She's like, oh, go get it. I'll go fetch, fetch it for you. And she goes skimming down this mountain to retrieve it. And that's how she finds the cave. That's how she finds the, the, the magic stick.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: And then the rest of the story is very similar. She does the same thing. She hits it once. She turns into mighty Thor. She hits it twice. It turns into a hurricane or she summons thunder. Um, and But the, the major difference, the one major difference between the original or, origin story and Jane's is that she actually gives the stick back to Donald Blake. She gives it to Donald Blake. Huh. And somehow this the, the stick is no longer the vessel of vessels that changes Thor or the person into Thor. Now she... <laughs> This is so bizarre. This is so like 70s, right? She chopped, at some point, chopped down a tree in the Norwegian forest. Okay. And she carved a handbrush. So she made a brush out of it. And so she keeps it in her purse. Uh Uh-huh. So when she's back in New York and she needs to become Thor, she pulls out her handbrush and she becomes Thor. (laughs)
0: Wow, I was
2: like, okay, you can tell that there are there is a (laughs) specific type of people's missing from the writer's room. A
0: brush, like,
2: oh my gosh, they yeah, they they went there. Um, and believe that, believe it or not, gigantic, biggest stark contrast, if you will, in the comic, in the what if comic, she didn't go by Thor, she went by. Thordis. Thordis? Thordis. What is? No idea. Like
1: What is even T- that?
2: T-H-O-R-D-I-S. Sounds no like idea. a
1: Thordis. Sounds like a, oh, yeah. no, I don't even know.
2: No idea. <laughs> I'm just glad they didn't adapt that actually. Um, and, the, and then uh, for the 616 Thor. So her first true appearance didn't occur until Thor number one, mm-hmm. October, 2014 penned by Jason Aaron, drawn by, oh my God, Russell Dodderman. If you're not familiar with Russell Dodderman, my gosh, that guy, whoo. He's he's well known at least more modernly for his work on the X-Men Gala stuff. So he did Uh all that high-end fashion look stuff. His style, I'm just gonna fangirl over his art real quick. He's just so clean and he's got so much depth in his work. Mm-hmm. And he's generally colored by Matt Wilson, who is also fantastic. Um, them together, they're just a lethal, like, combination of comic book creators. I just, woo, it's amazing. Yeah. But um, so Russell Russell uh, drew, drew most of the first runs. So that team actually um, picked up after a 36-year gap mm-hmm. between the What If issue and the 616 canon. So... It's one of those things where I'm kind of like, I'm curious. Yeah, because to your point, the 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 series started three years after the film uh, came yes, out. Yes. Right. And so also you would imagine they started conceptualizing at least in 2012. So so were they presented in the did they see the success of Thor and they were like, you know what?
1: Jane Foster deserves a better story. <laughs> yeah, like
2: yeah, like maybe we pick that up and actually make it real. Um yeah yeah, I would love to know more about that. I don't think there's anything out there that really identifies that, but sheesh, I would love to know. Mm-hmm. And so when it comes to 616 um, origin story, hers is a little different, although it is quite similar to what you will you will note from the film um, in many ways. So long story short, in the books, Mullner, this is all, this all takes place after the original Sin um, storyline where, you know, the Nick Fury thing with kobik with the the watcher losing his eye yeah
0: um
2: so mjolnir was left abandoned on the moon at, after all was said and done um and then odinson thor he was no longer thor he just simply went by odinson was deemed un, he was deemed unworthy to wield the hammer mm-hmm. so it just sat dormant without an owner if you will and I put in my notes, much like the film, Mew mew called out to Jane, and then <laughs> in the comics she actually asks Heimdall, of all people, to aid her and get her to the moon, because she's a human being, she can't just, yeah. I'm going to go to the moon. Yeah. yeah, so Heimdall brings, you know, the Bifrost, puts her on the moon, and just like that, she picks up the hammer and she's immediately transformed into Mighty Thor, Um. Yeah, and, and a big another big difference, Odinson had no idea who Thor was until, I don't know, a few issues in to, ah. to the, the, Thor, the Thor solo series. Yeah. Um, whereas in the film, it's almost immediate. He's like, Jane,
0: <laughs> Jane, Jane.
2: Um, yeah, who officially has made her MCU debut. And again, she's not Lady Thor, she is Mighty Thor. Yeah. So hey, her home. trying to
1: her trying to figure out um, <laughs> her catchphrase was, was hilarious. I love
2: her so much. Do you remember what they are? I can't remember oh, what they are. <laughs> I mean,
1: the, obviously, the eat my hammer, eat like, my
2: hammer. Like the way that she says,
1: it. I know, eat my
2: hammer. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a it's like an adorable little toddler trying to be like the most aggro I know. person yes, right Exactly. you're like oh you're so precious but that's not gonna work for you
1: dude and what, um, what, what was the first one it's time to bring the rainbow yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> I love her so much oh my god uh, you know and I will say there is one really big contrast um that Nat Portman didn't adapt in the film and that when she is mighty thor she speaks as an asgardian
0: she oh,
1: didn't do that like, yeah, she, she, like did. she speaks like grandiose a very grandiose
2: yeah yeah like much like thor and much like valkyrie were like in the comics it's depicted with a special type of font you know that's how you can tell it has uh, an accent or, and or, things or
0: like, are more or legal. like
1: or like lady Sif and stuff too
2: right exactly who also and came s-
1: back by the way
2: <laughs> which yes woohoo i love that yeah. um but yeah so so that's that's a big one that in her brain, she's like, "Oh my gosh, what the heck did I just do?" But then in her mouth, she's like, "Thou hast no fear against me." That
1: would be interesting. I wonder. It, I wonder yeah. if that was like brought up at all.
2: Yeah, I'm very curious. I'm very because it's not like she couldn't have done it, but it's it's just an interesting thought. Yeah. Um. But so speaking of the film, we did get quite a few comments about the reception of the film. I don't know if I should read all of these, but maybe I will. But I, you know, again, I don't want to skew anybody's perception who might be listening that hasn't yet seen it.
0: Sure.
2: But but the reviews are quite mixed across the board. But you know, our our listeners seem to be pretty. Uh, not divided but you know they they have some some fair thoughts um instagram uh sharice rw says thought it was too thought it was corny from the first 30 or so then i got into it Few few tears shed at the end uh soon mm-hmm. soon tharia said tw- she's seen it twice so far too nice. too many jokes thor should be more reliable as a god but i really like it Mm-hmm. See, so it's interesting there. Yeah. Super, uh, actually, I'm gonna skip, skip super fanboy guy. He has a great question later on that I want to actually field. Um, uh, DJ provoke. I liked it. Some parts a bit too much comedy, but overall a good film. Super sensei MTT felt like a Guardians movie. Um, fair enough. And and I don't. That's yeah. I know. I'm not sure actually. And that's an interesting thought as well because that would mean. That Ragnarok was also somewhat guardians without the guardians because it was definitely more cosmic. I think the word is cosmic.
0: Sure. I would, okay. I would
2: call it cosmic. I, I don't. I don't know. It's just. Yeah. Exactly.
1: <laughs> it's a I don't fine know. line. It's a, it's fine, a line. fine
2: line. Yeah. But I will say it's Taika Waititi. It's Taika Waititi signature.
1: Definitely I'm a lot it. of jokes. I'll say that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely tons can, of jokes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what is also just hilarious. And like, I also, what I also love about Taika hmm He does not give a fuck. Yeah. Like, like, if you watch his interviews, like if you and the, and you try <laughs> to ask him like a deep, meaningful question about like, oh, so what did you mean when, you know, this XYZ happened? He was like, oh, I mean, I thought it was funny. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's like oh yeah i just thought it was funny and yeah that, that was it he is Korg. yeah <laughs> and i was like oh like he did. like he's just like yeah it was cool yeah yeah
2: yeah, yeah. or and, when
1: or when they asked oh because there was deleted scenes with like jeff Goldblum and
2: yeah long, long.
1: and then like oh why was there like why did you delete the scenes with you know jeff Goldblum in it and i forget the other girl's name that was also lena headley lena headley and then he was and then straight up he was like yeah it just wasn't good did not like it cut him out
2: Oh, really? Is that what ultimately happened? I just just didn't like the scene. Bummer.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, nice. Hell yeah. Defend your art, man. I mean,
2: but that's great. Yeah, that's what I appreciate about him for sure. Um, And we did have one other last comment from uh, Instagram user Vigi Holo, who said as a Norwegian, I was so excited about all our Norwegian snacks on the boat. (laughs) Which honestly, fair enough, me too. I was like, (laughs) because in the theater, I was like, I wonder if those are real snacks (laughs) can I get those they
1: look good so
2: a valid uh confirmed they're real so go get you some Norwegian snacks from (laughs) the Asgardian boat with the screaming goats I put a picture of the goats in the Ah! file
1: (laughs) oh that was that was too high (laughs) I don't know how I did it earlier the show was definitely bad Uh,
2: that was so good so from there we're gonna get a little dark Sick. as it always as it always goes when it comes to these character studies yeah so friends family affiliations for jane foster there aren't that many at least uh worth noting um that have actually affected her quite deeply um as with many of our heroes uh her parents are unnamed and not mentioned very much in the books um but the story is quite similar to the film um her mother died of uh breast cancer while uh, Jane was nine, uh, leaving her father to work multiple jobs so that he could put his daughter through medical school. Um, and so it's it's essentially noted that her dad was like a great dad. Like he was always there. He went to every sports game. He picked her up from family. school. He just took care of her, um, which is really sweet. Um, yeah. And But unfortunately he passed away uh, due to a heart attack, old fashioned heart attack.
0: Yeah.
2: I know. In the film, uh, we don't see I don't believe we even I don't think they mentioned a father, right? Like even even in this latest film.
1: Uh did they bring something up about like her mom? No, I don't even think so. They did
2: they did her okay. mother, yes, yeah. So in the film uh, there's speculation of what her name is because she's of course credited as like Jane's mother but it was Eloise or Elaine I think it, yeah I'm not sure. Uh, okay. I think it was Elaine Foster but um portrayed by Chloe Gonu Gonu Bono Gonu yeah, yeah, yeah Bono right. um uh and she was apparently first the the character was first mentioned in The Dark World but then mm. she wasn't shown until Love and Thunder but yeah I don't recall anything about her dad. No. Yeah cannot confirm can't confirm oh uh so yeah so that's that's kind of where jane started with her i guess her her younger years thankfully you know after the whole medical school thing she then meets darcy lewis (laughs) portrayed by kat dennings the best Um, (laughs) is she one of your is she on your wifey list
1: uh after WandaVision for sure she was definitely there dude my wifey list is at least at like 20 it's kind of
0: yeah oh god <laughs> she's great
1: fix- but she's so great like uh and I have like I've seen clips of her in her show um yeah. two broke girls right
2: I've heard so many good things about yeah. the show. I just I haven't heard watched a, it yet yeah
1: yeah I've seen like clips of it and it's she's mm-hmm. super great but yeah she's great. Kat Dennings That's is great. great
2: yeah uh first scene in Thor last scene in WandaVision speaking of which is kind of weird because like, well, no, she was in Love and Thunder for a hot second, yeah, literally, for hot second. literally just
1: literally, yeah, the of it, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. But um, yeah, so that's kind of cool. Um, so I think we've mentioned this in previous episodes, but Darcy, like a choice handful of MCU characters, does not have a comic book counterpart. She was created for She's the MCU, new- yeah, and um, and if you Google her name and comic book things come up but it's from a prequel comic that came for the movies so it doesn't Uh, count okay yeah so it doesn't quite count but it's okay she's an amalgamation of many characters and she's so much cooler and stronger for it um that brings us to king valkyrie (laughs) portrayed by tessa thompson
0: oh yeah
2: um and yeah she's fairly new to the mcu i again this is I, i mean not again but like as we always often say, like this is a character we haven't care we haven't covered yet. And she is absolutely worthwhile to have her own episode at some point. So we won't get too deep into her, but yeah, let's let's talk about Valkyrie and Val and and Jane for a bit.
1: <laughs> I, well, I like I like I like how um Valkyrie's story is slowly, slowly like peeling away the layers, you know, like yeah. Like from Thor Ragnarok, she helped. She helped, like you know, t- like b- get back Asgard, and then she became, and then at the end of Endgame, she became king of Asgard,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then now she's still king, but now she's, but she's still, um, getting over that trauma of um what Hella did to yeah to her to the girl Valkyries. to the Valkyries, yeah. and then her her girlfriend, right, her mm-hmm. lover, yeah. Mm-hmm. So she's kind of slowly getting over that. Um, but yeah, where she goes now since. Uh, yeah. I, re- I really I really wish there was more like valkyrie uh mighty thor yeah like,
2: and this a- this is kind of what i mean right like after after jane returns to new asgard or visits new asgard because i think it's the first time she's actually ever been there yeah after mjolnir is is kind of summoned that the next time we see her she's already in battle and then you know like here comes Thor, and Val's yeah. like, Oh, you're gonna love the new. Guy. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, There's probably deleted scenes in that sub. has gotta
2: but, be, right? But I, w-
1: I, w- I would also get why they would cut it out because yeah. if it just stalemates the story, yeah, there's no point to leave it in yeah. and just be like, Okay, well, yeah, me, you know.
2: it's very true because oh, it dude. is, it is, it's really enthralling to kind of see her come in. Yeah, you don't quite get to see the full scope of like what mighty Thor is all about, yeah, until like yeah. until Val, like is just it does yeah. say that line and, and he's like what
1: <laughs> yeah exactly and, and, I, and I think it's a good it was a cool reveal like not only to the audience but to uh to yeah. Thor himself
2: right for sure um so in the comic book side uh you know Val originated as Brunhilde Brunhilde oh. in the comics um and that's her name canon- canonically in the, the mcu as well they just don't call her that yeah. um she's gone she's undergone a variety of revisions including adapting to tessa thompson's iconic version so she in the books for a very long time until ragnarok was portrayed as a you know blonde amazon of a uh a, a white woman um uh-huh and then once Tessa Thompson's came around, they, in the exiles, introduced a character that looked exactly like Tessa Thompson and showed she was uh, a person of color and she had the amazing braids and her, her garb was even updated to, to look more authentic and, and cool and, and not so, you know, passed down upon generations of, of, of comics from the Silver Age. Yeah. Um, and it really made her unique. Um, so after leaving her mantle as Thor, Jane um actually took on the role of Valkyrie in the books. So she was mighty Thor for quite a while, for a few mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, a gigantic um arc called the War of the Realms, uh, also penned by Jason Aaron, um, where Valkyrie um laid slain after Malekith's onslaught. So Malekith is such a big adversary or component of like the chaos that happens in the comics at least in Thor's world even in modern times like Uh I feel like like you want to talk about an underused villain in the MCU I mean Malekith is sadly the one and he was in the dark world
0: (laughs) yeah Yeah.
2: yeah, it's too bad but also to their defense Malekith is quite more he's a bit more mischievous in the books, you know, like in, he's a bit more playful in a weirdly chaotic sense where I think in Dark World, he was just so tonally dark and dismal and almost too serious for life. Sure, um, Like people just couldn't, people couldn't deal with it. Like, I think that's part of why Dark World is so, is, is it received so well is that it's not so it's, it's almost doom and gloom the entire film, maybe like, sure, I, yeah. I don't know, but anyway, Malekith in the comics is just wreaking havoc left and right. And so he essentially killed the entire Valkyrie like crew. So he, he did what Hela did
1: Yeah. Oh, okay.
2: Ragnarok is, is essentially what we're, we're talking about here. And so, um, mighty Thor's Mjolnir broke and, um, it shattered and th- with that went her powers, but this time the pieces forged together and they actually bonded with Jane um, to create something new and so that apparently is called a vambrace or vambra- vambrace vambrace okay. which is a forearm guard okay it's those things the gauntlets oh, that people oh, okay, wear okay, <laughs> yeah okay, okay, so okay. It's a, it has an actual word so mjolnir becomes this new thing which is the all weapon named okay. und, und john. i'm um, john. sorry <laughs> und john u-n-d-r-j-a-r-n unjarn okay um and as as the name all weapon suggests it can become whatever weapon jane needs it to become that's awesome so um when thor comes back and uh, you know from, from you know when all is said and done thor comes to retrieve the valkyries bodies because without the valkyries no one can guide the dead people to Valhalla <laughs> so so he's his concern started to crumble of like oh what do they do now where, where are they gonna go and you know the whole the whole spiritual aspect that makes Thor himself yeah you know he, Jane was witness to that so by this point Jane has survived cancer and she's she's good. Yeah. she's practice she's pra- actively practi- uh, a practitioner again um, as a as a medical doctor. and and so when she realizes that Thor's kind of, you know, like it's like they're saving each other, right? They're constantly mm-hmm. saving one another. So when Thor's starting to lose hope, um this this new Vambrace, like almost awakens the Valkyrie's souls
0: and they're ah. like,
2: and they're and Brunhild herself, looks to jane and they're they're like wow what the (laughs) hell because they're like (laughs) they're supposed to be dead and she she essentially you know like propositions her she's like are you willing to become the valkyrie for us and she says if I, i must i do what did she say i'll do what i must if it must if it if it is what i must do and so she takes on the role of valkyrie whoa yeah and did i put uh, yes, I put, look look in our folder, Valkyrie. And then Brunhild herself, I name you Valkyrie. Whoa. And then, yeah, and so she's got this very awesome outfit. It's almost reminiscent of her Thor garb, uh, but just simplified. It's so good. It's so, so, so good. Um, so that's that's actually Jane now. She is, she is Valkyrie in the comics. Um, oh, nice. So, yeah, so if, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't want to jump too much into like, what if-land, but it, that would be an interesting, an interesting take if in the MCU. Because
1: she is now in Valhalla.
2: Right. Um,
1: it would be. Um, yeah. There, I just saw the, an interview with Taika. It's funny, because you know how at the end of Thor, it says Thor will return. Mm-hmm. So they did an interview, Chris Hemsworth, and Taika, they said, oh, they're at the premiere, and they saw that, and they were like, he is? <laughs> 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 like, they like, like, oh, I guess that was added. That was added <laughs> by him. Like, because like, we, we don't know. We don't know. Yeah, if we are. So yeah. it's like, well. Well,
2: no, but to their point, Thor didn't necessarily have to mean Odinson. It could mean. Exactly. Foster.
1: Exactly. So we.
0: <laughs> yeah i would i mean i would i would love
1: to see um natalie parman come back as obviously she can't back as mighty thor maybe she can but then also leader of the valkyries um it'd be interesting because then you know because valkyries a valkyrie right yeah exactly (laughs) she's still a valkyrie
2: and she's still around and that wouldn't then entail more between the two of them exactly why Um, not
1: Or give them a, give them a Disney plus series. I'll take that too, man. Like,
2: (laughs) I mean, again, I would take that in a heartbeat. I would love that.
1: It would make more sense in my opinion, just because then you could flesh out stories more rather than try to cram everything in two hours. Yeah, that's very true. But that's just my opinion.
2: Yeah. 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 For sure. All that said, I mean, they have as much interaction as you can imagine in the comics. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's kind of like Thor and Loki. You know, like without one, you the other is somewhere around. Yeah. So the same goes with with Brunhild and uh, and yeah. Jane. Um, yeah.
1: I just, I mean, whenever I think of Natalie Portman, I think of Natalie Portman as one of these those top tier A list actors. Sure. So whenever I see like one of like these top tier A list actors coming back and or doing for the first time a MCU movie, I'm mm-hmm. like, you better like use them. Because yeah. who knows if they'll want to come back type of thing. So, right. but, and you know, Nellie Portman was a very interesting case because mm-hmm. she did the first two Thor movies. Um, she didn't come back for the third or didn't want to for good reason. Um, but then, you know, Taika took the helm of it and did Ragnarok and then he wanted it even, it helped out that he wanted her back and then give her a role of like, look, this is what you're going to be doing. I think it's cool. And you're not just some scientist, you know? Right.
2: And she also did come back for Endgame, right? She
1: didn't come back, but it was, um they were able to use her. That, that was all footage. that right? That was, was a all footage. footage. It was. Wow. It was, yeah. well, they,
2: duped, they duped me. I thought for sure. I was like, what? She yeah. came back for, for like two minutes? Yeah. Not even yeah. two minutes? 20, yeah. minutes? 20 seconds of screen time?
1: I feel like that was also, they had to, because there, how, there was no other way. To get the ether.
2: (laughs) Yeah. No. Exactly. There's no other way. No. Oh. Wow. Okay. Well. Hey. She got some likeness money out of that one. I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Um. So another uh friend. I guess you could say, Lady Sif, or simply Sif, portrayed by Jamie Alexander in the films. Mm -hmm. Um. The dynamic that. Jane and, and Sif have has always been a point of contention both on and off screen. Um, in the books, it's obviously, it's, it's far more drawn out. There's so much material to go back on, right? Like Because Sif and Thor had been like thickest thieves since, since childhood. So she yep. had she'd always been in love with Thor from yes. the get go. And so the moment that Jane steps into Thor's life and assumes the role of, of say first lady, um, that immediately puts her in the crosshairs of, of Sif or a mm-hmm. warrior like Sif. Um, so like, you know, this brings us back to a little bit to the, the origin of, um, or not the origin of, of Thor, but of Jane coming into the books where, you know, Odin just never found Jane fit for her, for his son. Yes. But so the moment that he banished Jane back to Midgard, Sif almost immediately like came back into the picture and was like oh my dear Thor your heart I I don't want it to break let me help you (laughs) and she like leapt in and was like and he the funny thing is is that Thor did not recognize Sif have you seen the the film Sabrina by chance
1: the teenage witch?
2: No,
0: <laughs>
2: no. There's like no. A, there's an old there's an old 1954 film that was then remade, I think, in the 90s. But in oh, 19, no, no. 1954, it was hum, hum, Humphrey Bogart. Uh-huh. Um 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 um. Oh my gosh, Audrey Hepburn. Okay. And William Holden. And essentially, it's the same thing with Thor and Sif. That he knew her as a child. He knew her growing up. But the minute she comes back and she's an adult, he's like almost attracted to her, but then he realizes, oh wait, you're Sif. And uh. so suddenly, suddenly she has new new meaning and value to him and like, oh, but you're an adult now and, and you're an actually a woman now. Now I might have feelings for you. Mm. Um, whereas before he was just like, oh yeah, that that kid that I used to hang out with, you know? Like he even says in one panel, he's like, I remember you crawling up my knee. And that's like really weird because I think Thor is much older than Sif. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, oh, these awkward paddles. I'm just like, I... yo, yo. But anyway, yeah. So so Stiff had kind of always had it out for, for Jane when it came to the comics. Um, but they learned to play, play nice. And I mm-hmm. think, I think I would have liked to have seen more of that in the film, but it is great to see her back. Yeah. um, Because they did fill in that little loophole of like where the heck was Sif at the end of Ragnarok, let alone during Ragnarok. Yeah. So she was off, you know, taking care of other planets and other universes or galaxies, whatever, have you? Mm -hmm. um, Losing an arm, trying to die honorably and- Trying
1: to go to Valhalla, but Sif, you didn't die. That means you (laughs) won't go. (laughs) <laughs> you
2: didn't die in battle, but your arm will.
1: And she's like, "What?" <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, I love that. Actually, <laughs> I was like, "Oh." Like, so no, leave,
1: leave me. I want to die <laughs> an honorable death so I can enter the gates of Valhalla. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that is like that right there. To me, is peak Taika Waititi humor. That
1: oh, right 100%, there, yeah. absolutely, hundred
2: percent. Yeah, that kind of that kind of does it for for the, the the familiars when it comes to Jane Foster but
0: mm-hmm.
2: um and like I said the intern that we don't we won't really talk about he didn't contribute as much as Darcy did but he was quite fun yeah just a quick shout out to Ian Boothby who is Boothby Boothby Boothby, Booth by Boothby um who was Jane's second intern portrayed by Jonathan Howard in Thor, Dark, dark world. world. Yeah, <laughs> oh, another another casualty of Dark <laughs> World. Um, I thought he was really great though.
0: Yeah,
1: it was funny.
2: Yeah. Um, okay, so this is where it, it's going to get a little spicy, Jeff. Just FYI.
1: Spicy.
2: Spicy. So love interests.
1: Ooh, Thor and Thor only. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I know. In a perfect world. Um, no, but if it, there is actually there are many layers to to Jane Foster's. Uh, love interests. Um, And some of these are actually quite interesting. So first um, I'm going to go, there's no particular order, but they do get progressively weirder. Um, (laughs) Dr. Keith Kincaid. So um, Dr. Kincaid, what can be said about Dr. Kincaid? He was actually um, the human that Odin based Donald Blake on. So when he was creating Mm. the mortal Donald Blake, he took Kincaid as like his prototype, like example, like I'm going to make a human just like him. And then I'm going to put my son in that body. And then he's going to have to find himself. <laughs> so,
0: Jeez.
2: so he's, if, as you can imagine, he's an average build, he's blonde, he's got blue eyes, he's dashing and handsome. Yeah. Um, and he had a residency at Memorial Hospital in New York City. And he actually served as an official doctor for the Avengers. yeah so he is one of the trusted confident humans um while he and jane eventually married and even had a son so in the books she gets married to another man completely she lives a completely normal mortal life she even bears a child they unfortunately get divorced and then keith gets custody of the child and their son's name was james jimmy kincaid kincaid Uh uh-huh what were you gonna say
1: Oh, no, no, no. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, nah.
2: But and I know it looks like it's almost like you see this coming. Tragedy strikes, and they take a literal tragic turn on a highway road, and their when car no goes it. over the railing. It's always it's
1: always a dramatic <laughs> so like car over a a sharp turn it's on so a hill.
2: So terrible <laughs> on a
1: railing. Like yep. come on, guys. Like. Did you guys not see what happened to Doctor Strange? Like, what are we doing?
2: <laughs> That's almost exactly what happened, right? Like, it's like if you look at it, it's like the 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 car went spinning over a guardrail.
1: <laughs> it's like I lost control because there was a car or something in the middle. <laughs> and they both happened to, <laughs> and they both happened to be in
2: the car. And then they're just they're gone. They're they end end of story. Yeah. So she's like, you know, she mourned them, but you know, I mean. What can you do? So they just they just scrub them out of out of the comics. Yeah. Um. And there is no MCU counterpart for either. So there's a character named Kincaid in the Runaways. I don't know if you're familiar with the Runaways too much at all. It was the show on Hulu. Ah
1: uh, yes. Yeah. Never yeah, watched yeah. it, but yeah.
2: Quite. It's pretty underrated, and they also have a dinosaur on it, so that's pretty awesome. So. <laughs> Old lace. <laughs> um. So. Uh. But yeah, that that Kincaid has nothing to do with with Keith or Jimmy. So. Got it. Ended and started in the books. And then if you can believe it, which I'm sure you may, Odin. Ew. <laughs> oh, did oh, you hear that? Yeah. Odin. Odin? Odin. Odin.
1: He's like, yeah. Back <laughs> in that <my> day.
2: <laughs> Spring break once upon a yeah. time. <laughs> so thankfully, the only iteration of Odin. And Jane, we've seen is in that what if issue um, where she originates from as mighty Mighty Thor. So, in the very end, um, so you know, of course, like the the big thing with what if is that it takes these courses that if the character had made a different choice or if something Uh had gone a little different, it changes the entire course of that that character's life, right? And so, in what if, because Jane became Thor, Thor was still Donald Blake, uh,
1: and so Donald
2: Blake never had to to deal with any of that that stuff. And so, if you look in our reference photos, um, <laughs> look at lame.png <laughs> uh-huh. oh, okay. and it is it is a it is a panel of of uh, Lady Sif actually. So, what ends up happening? Is that mighty Thor? You know, proves herself worthy to to behold the hammer. Um, when it comes to Odin, and he accepts the fate, I believe. And then, so Sif is then heartbroken a tenthfold because now she knows. Oh, Thor is never coming back to his actual body. It's going to be this woman, and I'm not in love with Jane Foster. I'm in love with Thor. So she uh... goes. She goes to Earth and attempts to seduce Donald Blake. So in the comic panel. I think you can see, like, you know, like, he he had the full intent of saving her. Uh And then the minute that he gets his hands on her, she immediately turns and she's trying to, like she's trying to make moves on the dude. Like you yes. see it in the artwork, she's grabbing him by his leg and he's uh-huh. like, oh. And and like I said before, there's this whole thing about Thor being, or at least Donald Blake being lame. And then Sif even says in this panel, and thou wilt be lame no more. <laughs> <laughs> and then he says, I can feel it. I'm not lame anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bizarre. So anyway
1: what the hell right
2: so so flashback to to asgard and this is happening on midgard and so sif and donald blake they 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 get a full-on relationship she stays on she stays on midgard openly as an asgardian goddess and um thor is you know mighty thor is back on asgard Uh and she continues to fight invaders as thor is and she's doing her thing and then When she finally decides to return Mjolnir to Odin, uh huh, who then gives it back to Thor. Okay, Donald Blake becomes Thor again. Oh my gosh, Jane becomes Jane again. Okay, (laughs) Don has no more interest in Jane.
1: Oh my god, he wants Sif. Wow,
2: it gets worse. So, after the repowered Thor and Sif remain an item, uh-huh. Odin propositions Jane, even though she's like, no, just turn me back into a mortal. I just want to be human again. He's like, hey, but how about this? What if I make you immortal and then you can be my queen?
0: <laughs> it's so gross.
1: Jesus.
0: It's so
2: gross. So... In our panels look at what is this family.png <laughs> and that's the picture that's the final panel of the comic um she becomes thor's stepmother or what have you because in this universe in the what if universe there was no Frigga. There was no f- no uh, Freya. So oh of course, conveniently, conveniently, there was no Mrs. Odin's son, if you will, Odin. Oh my yeah. yeah. So Jane, Jane, in in the that what if issue, yeah, that becomes the queen of Asgard. Yeah. So wow. bizarre. So bizarre. So, uh, thankfully, none of that came over to the MCU side. Um, Odin, of course, portrayed by Sir Anthony Hopkins.
1: Thank God. <laughs> weird people hated that
2: yeah right first scene in Thor last scene in Ragnarok unless you count Sam Neill who so magnificently plays uh the king in Asgardian plays I love that it's Sam Neill
1: I love that it's just Matt Damon (laughs) playing also playing Loki and and Luke Hemsworth as Thor it's just so funny it's just like wow what a what a what a what a what a writing joke you know
2: it's so good. I, I never thought that we would see it again.
1: Yeah.
0: I think
2: that's what makes it even better. Yeah. But, you know. <laughs> so that brings us to the main guy, Donald Blake and Thor. Um, what can we even say? So apparently Donald Blake was almost featured as an independent character in the MCU. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Yeah. So when I was doing my, my homework, I, I came up, I just did it just to check. And I was like, Don Blake MCU, just to see if like all that we have really yeah. seen. Yeah, so for, for those of us who remember from the first Thor film, um, there was, you know, like once Jane retrieves Thor from the desert and he gets cleaned up and he's all handsome and, Sexy and stuff. <laughs> she gives him the shirt that used to belong to his, her ex boyfriend, and right. it says on the name, "It's like my name is Donald Blake, M.D." Blake,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Donald,
2: yeah. And so that that character was actually—I was curious if that character had actually been cast. And so, uh, what was his name? Keith, Keith something, Keith Fried mm-hmm. or something. Some and a guy was considered for the role. They almost did feature him as an as his, his own character, but I—I'm sure it was. Cause he just didn't really actually add anything to the story other than provide a, a cool Easter egg.
0: Exactly. So
2: ultimately uh, cut from the film, but uh, as Jane calls him good with patience and bad with relationships, <laughs> which is like fair. Um, yeah. And then of course, Thor portrayed by Chris Hemsworth and his brother, Luke Hemsworth. Is sort that of. Thor, son of Odin? <laughs> son of Odin! Um, yeah, what, what can't even be said? Like, let's just talk about Thor and Jane, I guess. Uh, and of course, for anybody who wants more, we did cover Thor in episode 21 yeah. of the show. So please go back and listen to that.
1: I think the one thing that I didn't know I needed and that, I, that I'm that i glad they brought in, the, mm-hmm. in, in Love and Thunder was like their closure for both yeah. of them. That I was agree. really, I was like, wow, we really haven't seen this relationship in, um, in 11 in years. The, yeah. So yeah. I was like, oh, this is really, this is really nice. Yeah. And, it, and, and it, yeah, and if you think about it, Thor is like been hung up on Jane for mm-hmm. so long because we don't see her and stuff. Like in like in Age of Ultron, he talks about Jane, da 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 da. Yeah, um, but uh, but yeah, it was really nice to see that closure between the two of them, and really, yeah.
2: And I appreciate how they close the loophole too, right? Because like I don't remember if they very distinctly said whether or not she got snapped, but they do it. In hindsight, I was like, oh. Sh- they they actually show it they well, they say it in the trailer. Like when he's like when she says, Oh, what has it been? Like three or four years, and he's like, uh eight actually. And like it's eight, like yeah. oh, because of the snap. So it's three oh, wow. years to her. It's three years to her, but it's eight years in reality because she was gone for five wow. years. I didn't, even, <laughs> I didn't even
1: think I didn't even think about that.
2: Right. I was like
1: that was very Whoa. subtle
2: yeah super duper subtle so that that proves that Jane had indeed been snapped and I was like oh that's clever (laughs) um
1: the math math the math math's up
2: (laughs) yeah you mathed well yeah yeah so that that's that's what happens um yeah and I agree and I think there's it's interesting because with all of these final films um with certain characters and it's similar to like Dr. Strange and and um, and you know, and Christine almost right, like they're kind of closing, they're tying something up, they're closing it up, they're putting yep. it away, yeah, in a way that does end that storyline, kind of saga
1: storyline, yeah, yes.
2: that saga for that character, and for Doctor Strange, it's almost strange. I don't know, pun intended. Oh my gosh, why did I do that? <laughs>
1: Didn't even hesitate, love that.
2: Dang, um, <laughs> it's it's almost unexpected, just because I. Consider Strange such an, a more new character. Like, I don't consider him like an Avenger oldie, if you will.
0: Sure.
2: So, to see his storyline kind of tie up before Thor's did is kind of wild if you think about it. But, um, but, yeah, you know, like everything that we've said previously, you know, I really do appreciate that they kind of brought her back and for the right reasons. And that, although I will say it, it was kind of unfortunate to have it go away so quickly because it is just the, the length of the film.
1: Yeah, but it was also kind of like, well, if you know the comic book storyline, you know that's kind of why she wields the mantle of Thor right. is because she right. has cancer.
2: Exactly. <laughs> so
1: it's like, well, yeah, there's only one or two ways it's gonna go. You know? <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. Oh, it's yeah. so terrible. Um, yeah, and and you know, I do. I saw a couple of outlets. It might have been IGN or Comic Book or somebody, but they they put out a poll and they were like, oh, so so who. Are Jane and Thor a good couple? What do you think? I didn't answer. I didn't look at the answers either. Ah. I was just
1: like, Well, well, off just off the top, but my gut says yes. Yeah. But once you go into like the nuances and the grittiness, like he's a god, she's a scientist.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, would it work? It's like a you know, it's literally like a Doctor Strange Christine situation. Just two yeah. different polar opposites, but their connecting thing is she wields the mantle of mighty thor and that's because mm-hmm. and this is where this is a little bit of a tangent but this is where i was going to be like how are they going to show that she's worthy of of wielding mjolnir mm-hmm. and i was like you can't just like yeah wield it you know and then they did the flashbacks and that's when thor talked to mjolnir was like whatever whatever the power like protect her protect her <laughs> i was like oh okay there it yeah. is yeah. so that's why you know mjolnir was calling to her mm-hmm. and yeah so, because of that, I mean, yeah, they should be together. But we all know because she wields the th- power of Thor, and Mjolnir, mm-hmm. she can't live forever. So, I like, right. I, I, I love that in the movie. That like it was, she couldn't have both. She couldn't have both.
2: Right, right. And, and they like, couldn- it wouldn't fix everything. Yeah, magically. Like-
1: Normalized killing characters when needed.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's true, right? And it, it does bear some some resemblance to to like her choice in the comic books. Like she was, she almost was like, No, I don't want to be immortal. Like, let me be a human. And that almost that that's also how in the comics she does find out or figure out that, oh, it's not all sunshine and roses. Like, yeah. sure, she can be the goddess of thunder or the god of thunder. But the minute she loses that, the minute the magic goes away, it's, it's not only back to basic cancer patient, but it's also, uh, how did they put it? They put it very well in the, in the synopsis, but like the magic strips away all of the, 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 the chemotherapy. And so her uh, body is quite literally losing those essential, the, the things that she's building up the immune system that she's building up each time. So say she's sitting down with the chemo for four hours of her day, she goes to be mighty Thor for like half a minute. That's gone. Yeah. So she really, like even if she really wanted to stay Thor, she would have to regress eventually.
1: Yeah, her body would allow her, yeah.
2: Yeah, and if not, it would still catch up to her in the end. So I thought that was really nice that they pulled that into the film at least from the standpoint of she is dealt with a, a choice between choosing not only between the power and mortality, but yeah. also Thor and herself. Yeah. And she really lives up to the the love and thunder title. Like, cause didn't, didn't she, wasn't that one of her suggestions too? Was it, wasn't she, I don't remember she said it. I felt like she said it too, but maybe I'm Making that up,
1: maybe. I, oh, yeah, I, I gotta thought, watch it again. Yeah,
2: I know. I thought she said something like when she was riffing off her things, and she was like, yeah. "Love and Thunder," or I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Or thinking.
1: bring the thunder. Like, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so it the the title is actually quite meaningful if you think about it. Um, but yeah, and I, I think they're I think they're a good couple. They're definitely one that I would have liked to have seen more like how they are at the, in this last film. Um, less help me, help me, and more like, hey, I'm gonna help you too. Um, but yeah. I'm I'm glad to have seen it than not seen it at all, I guess. And I think yeah. it is it is quite quite um sweet to see how she affected him throughout the films, even without being around. Like exactly. I think yeah. I feel like he constantly talked about her. <laughs> Jane. Oh yes, my ex girlfriend Jane.
1: Oh yeah, she is a Nobel Peace Prize winner. I have no idea.
2: (laughs) You know what? You sound like Billy Butcher from The Boys. That's what that sounds like. Oi. Oi,
1: French. Oi. Oi. But
2: I think he's also Australian, is he not? I
1: think so. And he was
2: also in Thor Ragnarok. (laughs) Keith Urban. (laughs) Oh, Jeffrey's (laughs) face.
1: Did you just realize that? Yeah. Well, he's because he's bald in in Ragnarok. So that's why and I've seen a couple um boys, you know, yeah. episodes and clips and I yeah. was just like, "Oh yeah." yeah but then you then you pointed it out and then I just did a mental yeah. comparison and I was like, <laughs> "Oi, ladies. Oi. Oi." Oh, yeah, he's so guttural from yeah. the Haas. <laughs> <Yeah>, that's right.
2: <laughs> He's insane. Oh, I love him. Um yeah, but yeah, I I, I think they're a good. I think they're a good couple. I think right, yeah. I mean, they're obviously not a perfect couple, but they're a good couple. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I agree. I'm a mess. I know.
2: <laughs> it's Jane. Um so all that aside, we've talked about love and thunder just as concepts for for quite a bit here, but let's let's take it on over to power and powers. So mm-hmm. for Jane Foster, <laughs> Again, the one that writes, the, the the me that writes these notes versus the me that's on the show is a trip. So I wrote, Jane Foster, completely human with no powers. And then in the MCU part, I put dot, 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 aside her brain. Um, Yeah, she's super smart. Her brain. Her brain. Yeah, so Jane, I mean, heck yeah. She's, again, yeah. she's one of those characters that as a young woman, I would have loved to have A great example of, and again, this is—I mean—not to stray too much, but this is also why I'm like, dude, kids have no idea how how lucky they are to have that Ms. Marvel show, like, legit. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but yeah, great role model. Um, at least you know, like, especially in more modern ages when when they've they've given the character better, um, independence, Mm -hmm. uh, if you will. Um, but when it comes to the Mighty Thor, I mean. You know, what doesn't she have um, in the comics as guardian physiology, superhuman strength, speed, enhanced vision. And then with Mjolnir, thunder, tornadoes, hurricanes, wind, etc., as well as super strength and flight. Um, it doesn't differ much when it comes to the MCU. She's a thunder goddess. Anything Thor has um, through Mjolnir, um, she can do it maybe even better. Um, she's able to split the hammer mid battle. I loved that.
1: That was by really cool. Yeah. the way. Yeah. And I like the a,
2: sound, like
1: the. Yeah, it was like a really cool, like, because w- we've seen Mjolnir, yeah. like, like, like moves all throughout the MCU, you know? So yeah. seeing yeah. it in this way and, and have different variety of moves because it's cracked and it's put together again. Uh, yeah. Like, really cool. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed that a lot.
0: Yeah, it's so
2: cool. So much that I pre ordered the popcorn vessel only to see that Disneyland released, like, a what is it? Is a sipper? Yeah. The <laughs> next day.
0: Yeah
1: yeah yeah. so
2: angry well
1: also do you love the I mean speaking of like um head-to-head battles in this movie do you love the the b- battle between Mjolnir oh my and, gosh. And, and Stormbreaker
2: and Stormbreaker I did not <laughs> expect that in <And> it <laughs> <laughs> and for a moment I was like is it because it's kind of like got a little bit of like adolescent Groot attached to it too. So it's making it even a little Maybe. more moody. Like, I don't know. But I, I thought that was hilarious. kind of funny. Like when you finally realize what's happening, you're like, oh yeah. my God.
1: You're like Mjolnir? Yeah, there's <laughs> And then Stormbreaker beings. just like creeps in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Dad. no, you too. I'm you so too. sorry. No, no, yes, uh, we, we have no, we have yeah. nothing. There's no feelings there anymore. <laughs>
2: my ex what did you call it? my ex weapon yes it's my, my
1: ex weapon yeah it's,
2: it's my ex, it's fun. my ex it's my ex with my ex weapon oh. <laughs> 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 those are pretty good moments i do so, appreciate yeah appreciate. Yeah, i thought those were really good. That was good um and then of course uh other powers include superhuman strength durability speed agility stamina reflexes healing factor flight etc 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 she's immortal what do you expect um yep. but not immortal enough because like we mentioned the minute that ulnar goes bye bye
1: back but to I, her that yeah. cancer
2: comes right on back and that's the the price that she pays for being mid at the end of the day yeah so i mentioned earlier listener question from instagram super fanboy guy he asked after seeing love and thunder were you disappointed by how jane was portrayed and honestly oh no
1: yeah no. i'm not i'm not mad i think I think what it is is because she wasn't in Ragnarok. Yeah. she You know, and she we had to
2: fill ra- in gaps.
1: Yeah, you had to fill in gaps. And like, she was so good at, as Jane Foster. You're like, oh, I wish she was back. And, you know, and takes time, you know, politics, whatever. Uh, but she's back now. And she came back even better, in my opinion. Like, I mean, they could have easily offer her and be like, hey, so you're just going to be jane foster again um but no that's that's about it you know right. but now it's like oh wait no you're jane foster but you're also going to be playing like the mighty thor mm-hmm. so uh no to answer the question i'm not disappointed i liked it i loved it i loved that it. it was a different side of jane foster and it and it, and it added to the movie story like there was a reason for it they didn't do it just to make her thor like there was a reason for her yeah to to to, to do it
2: Yeah. hundred percent agree with that. Um, yeah, I think I would say the same, even with the comic book counterpart in thought, um, like, and we've, we've mentioned this, we've kind of done this comparison in many episodes and that like you and I, Jeff are, are two people who really know how to differentiate. Like it doesn't have to be exactly the same to be good. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think the same can be said with Jane, like perhaps, perhaps she doesn't walk exactly, walk and talk exactly like the Jane in the comic books, um, let alone as Mighty Thor. But I mean, yeah. I think that the liberties that they've taken with Natalie Portman's version in the way that they have, I think are is really great. And it makes sense for her version. Um, mm-hmm. And I also feel like even when they were explaining the cancer and, and how she even grew up with it you know genetically and and how it was hereditary yeah um i think was also very well done because you didn't have to get a sense of like you didn't have to get like this full-on like 20 minute yeah you didn't have to get into it crazy
1: yeah i I don't want to hear this super expository backstory you know right like like what what happened since the last time we saw her and right and then it's like cool you explained it in like five minutes right
2: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and especially with you know <laughs> extra consideration for for endgame or for infinite endgame, I always get them confused. Um, endgame, yeah, yeah. For yeah. endgame, that like she wasn't even technically really in it. It wasn't new, but the fact that she was in it that much kind of filled in the gap that she really hadn't been away for that long yeah we've seen her in these films and she had a cameo in infinity war with a picture or whatever avengers film it was yeah um so she's still around you know but yeah we really hadn't seen her for x amount of years um and i think they brought her back well yeah it was well done to me and, yeah, and I oh was so tragic though I'm just so sad I I said to a, f- a friend asked me he's like oh did you see it and I said yeah I did and he was like what did you think and like I gave him my little rundown and I said why do I always end up liking the characters that die <laughs> constantly
1: that's just good writing uh, then in my opinion
2: <laughs> right I'm like oh gosh like all all those yeah. especially the female characters like I always yeah. end up liking a character that has this like really strong sense of uh, I don't know what it I don't know what the right word would even be but yeah you know she 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 made her choices she was really strong um both mentally and spiritually and as Thor and as Jane and so yeah. and I think she she got her point across and that she still loved him too she still loved Thor so it's like and I, I I liked that by the way their little like breakdown of how the relationship went. Yeah. Because yeah, that wasn't it wasn't it was another missing element of it all, but it was interesting to see like okay. Yeah, yeah. It like it's a, like, like, it like
1: a little little montage, like yeah days of summer type of like, right. oh this happened, this happened, and yeah. they faded away. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Completely, yeah. completely natural. Yep. Uh but yeah, to answer your question as well. Um, super fanboy guy, Brandon. Um, yeah, no, I'm okay with it. I again. My only criticism is I want more of her. That's it. As does
1: everybody. I That's agree. it.
2: That's all I'm going to say. Um, so that brings us to main adversaries. Um. So, you know, and I kind of said this with, with like the likes of Valkyrie and Sif. Jane, as well as mighty Thor grand, like a bunch of characters just get grandfathered in. Right. Mm-hmm. So anybody that was in Thor's periphery becomes, mighty Thor's periphery. So yeah. um, we're not going to cover much of these at all. We're just going to cover the ones that we've seen in the MCU, at least uh, yeah. uh, even a tad bit. But some of them in the comics include, but are not limited to, Cole Borson, Laffy, you know, Loki's daddy. And yeah. uh, oh, the man- sorry. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah.
0: forgot. I forgot.
2: And the man-gog. The man-gog's a, a big thing. Um, a, a killer of many a people. But Loki, Loki is one of them, um, portrayed by, of course, Tom Hiddleston and soon to be new daddy. Um, first scene in Thor, last scene in Loki.
0: <laughs> Rip. Rip.
2: <laughs> so, um, yeah, you know, and again, he's one of those, he's one of those classic tropes in the comics where, you know, here comes the mischievous one. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, you just to thwart Thor and, and in all their glory, um, And so in the what if issue itself, Loki is actually the big baddie. Um, At the time, he was trapped in a tree.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) This is the funniest thing of all people. So are you aware that Heimdall and Sif are siblings?
1: I don't think so.
2: Yeah. Well, at least in the comics, Heimdall okay. and okay. Sif are our brother and sister. Okay. Um and so uh Loki is trapped in this tree, like physically in this tree as part of the tree and he's like, "Oh, I need to think of a way to get out of this tree." And the only way that the, the, the spell can be broken is if somebody sheds a tear for his unfortunate mishap, right? So here comes Heimdall, just walking down the street. And then he passes the tree, not realizing Loki's in the tree. He just passes the tree. And Loki's like, ah, here's my chance. And he lets a leaf fall and it pokes Heimdall in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> and his eye sheds a single tear. And he's like, oh, what was that? Oh, whatever. And he goes about his business. And just like that, Loki is freed from the curse. And then the first thing he, is, he, he considers is like, I'm going to go ruin Thor's life. <laughs> <laughs> he goes to seek out Thor, who is now in this what if issue, Jane Foster. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so there's this entire thing in, in that issue, which is so much longer than a usual comic feels, to be honest. yeah, He goes and then realizes what has become of my brother. Why is he a female? And like, there's all these like oh, really God. terrible, like, like, you know, like, jokes of the time of the seventies uh-huh. the of like, oh, this female could never be my brother. Like, oh, it's terrible. It's terrible. But anyway. The rest of the time in the actual canon when she's mighty Thor and it's the main timeline is great. And yeah. because Loki's been all over the board at this point, he's yeah. been a horse, he's been a snake, he's been a woman, he's been everything. Yep. Nobody cares. And so, um, yeah, so they, they get along fine. It's very similar, but, you know, she tolerates him far less than Thor ever could. So he put, she puts her in, him in his place quite quite easily. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on the other side of the fence, we have Malekith portrayed by Christopher Eccleston in Thor Dark World. Um, So, yeah, it's kind of like what we said before, right? He's seeking the ether. Yep. The ether. The ether. Known as the reality stone, um, which then gets Jane caught in the crosshairs. Yep.
0: Um,
2: Yeah, I mean, what else can be said? You know what is interesting, though, I will say, is that um, conceptually and and, uh, aesthetically, all four films have something very much in common. It's the black and white aspects. Did you realize that? So from the very first film, mm-hmm. they all had character posters, right? Yeah. They were, black, they were black and white. Yeah. With like a touch of color. Yeah. And then when it came to Thor Dark World, the dark elves and all that stuff, uh-huh. it was all grayscale. Yeah, and yeah, they, yeah. Right? Yeah. And then in uh, Ragnarok, the the flashback scenes with, with Hela and the Valkyries was that classic right, yes. renaissance painting black and white look yeah and then in love and thunder with gore the god butcher everything
0: oh, in, in the shadow contrast. realm yeah
2: yeah it's all shadow realmy i love that yeah, that's cool that's insane but in, yeah. yeah i was like oh that's pretty cool like that's what i did that i think that, and again this is kind of why I like i i say like love and thunder might be my favorite because it does kind of it pulls a lot of things in it
1: does it does yes this is pretty
2: cool yeah
0: um
2: but yeah so anyway Malekith and the dark elves were seeking and uh, seeking the property to revert the universe to darkness mm-hmm. um and yeah totally again he's much more serious i think in the MCU of course they don't intersect at all yeah. in the MCU um where in the comics he's he, again like i said he's a big bad when it comes to thor and mighty thor's um worlds and he's constantly coming in ruining things perhaps even far more than Loki because yeah. you know um that 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 panel that we talked about in the Thor episode that when Malekith cuts off Thor's hand or Thor's arm yeah 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 that that happens in the first issue of Jane Foster's uh, Thor yeah so um all of these things are happening all at once where he's unworthy and then Mjolnir summoning her and then he loses the arm and then Malekith is just trying to you know Incite chaos all over the place. Yeah, and then he comes back in a bigger arc named uh, called War of the Realms, also written by Jason Aaron, mm-hmm. and and in that one, Thor's from different timelines join Jane and uh, and Odin's son. Uh, yeah, it's pretty cuckoo, but it's 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 pretty awesome. But yeah, Malkith is is a big baddie. It's kind of unfortunate we don't get to see more of him, let alone versus Jane. But it's okay. And then, last but not least, Gore the God Butcher, portrayed by Christian Bale. <laughs> All
0: gods will die. All gods will die. Yeah, My he still has
2: his—he still has his regular accent, right? Kind of. Yeah, yeah. Almost, almost Cockney.
1: Almost, pretty much, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, again, you know, I, I wouldn't readily consider them like direct enemies because even Mjolnir was not the necessity for the, for the Bifrost. It was, it was a stormbreaker.
1: Ah, uh, sorry. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. So it's kind of like, well, he came with the package, I guess. So she fought him anyway, but I mean, I think she held her own.
0: That's 100%. Sure. Right. percent like,
2: Come on. Yeah. Um. Again, like, and, and, you know, I will, I will agree with a lot of people and what they say that like, gore is like one of the top mcu villains but i wanted so much more
1: yeah (laughs) i i i I, I agree but yeah there's some decisions you have to make it's crazy no it's true right like
2: they couldn't they couldn't pull him into two films it wouldn't make sense and and all that good stuff and it's not like he's a big baddie enough to be like a Thanos or a Galactus, so...
1: Yeah, it's like one singular vision is just to kill God, right it. yeah. Exactly, Like it's exactly. pretty surface level, you know?
2: Right, and he did an excellent job in the time that we had of him. Um, yeah, and in the comics, they don't have much direct conflict either. Um, Jane actually is uh, dealt the cancer diagnosis while while Odinson is battling Gore. Um, but that's not it. So can't even be mad about it in the MCU because it doesn't yeah. really happen. Um, yeah. And so for aesthetic, uh, there's there's a few reference pictures for us um, that I'll also post online. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, as, as Jane Foster, she's, again, she's very much adapted from the uh, 60s, 70s look, you know, very pencil skirt, um, demure sort of young lady. And then, in the films, uh, you know, she's a cool scientist nerd. <laughs> yeah. She wears good gear. Um, it isn't really until she is Thor that we see something really manifest in terms of a, a true costume aesthetic. Um, and then, of course, you can see uh, Jeff in the in the uh, the Mighty Thor yep. pictures. Yeah, like the the first time she appears as Thordis, um, it is quite literally an adaptation of Thor's classic costume. Yeah. But the uh, perfectly placed spheres <laughs> on her chest. And then um, she's got the uh, boy cut shorts instead of pants or leggings, whatever you want to call them.
0: Yeah,
2: It's a sexier version of Thor, basically. Um, and that, of course, has also translated a bit differently in modern times. it it does look starting startlingly close to what the MCU is. It's very, very close.
1: Dude, I love the- Yeah. I love the, these new MCU, or the, this movie's like yeah costumes. Yeah. Like that blue yeah. with the, I was like, ooh.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. And it was, it was interesting because I almost felt, when I first saw it, I was like, God, that's so, it's so bright, right? I was thinking like, Oh, that's an interesting thought to bring in. But then I realized, like, oh, well, he's not going to be standing near Captain America anytime soon. So they don't yeah. have to worry about these colors clashing.
0: 100%. And, and like,
2: yeah, and it's very comic booky. And of course, um Maya C. Rubio returns as costume designer after Ragnarok. Yeah. Um, she's fantastic at what she does. Um, and you know, I could tell in this verse in this film though that they did use a a bunch of tracking for Natalie Portman and the helmet.
1: I was going like to say, it, yeah, yeah. I, love, I also love the helmets too. Like, no. oh, God, it looks so good.
2: Yeah, and they all look slick. And of course, Valkyrie as well. Um, but yeah, you know, but I, I she doesn't, she clearly doesn't have any glam ups in this film. She is the glam up. Exactly. Um, so that's just, yeah, and like I said, the accuracy is astounding. It's love so similar it. to the comic, yeah um and then Valkyrie I, I think I put a picture in there of Valkyrie as well it is again like I mentioned before it's it's got a bit of chain mail it's it's very yeah. classic armor I would love to see a MCU version of that whether it be on Natalie Portman or even Tessa Thompson at this rate um do you think we'll see a Valkyrie in a Valkyrie Jane Foster in the future
1: I, I mean if the people I mean the people want it I mean there's just I don't know, man. Like, well, there's so many different things that are possible yeah. right now. It's not yep. it's just a matter of, do the actors want to do it? Does it fit into this current MCU, you know, like, sh- sh- slate, you know, that they're working on? It's yep. like, there's so many. It's yep. it's it's hard to fit it, And it's, it's crazy when you watch these movies, right? Like, right now, you're like, oh, my God, I want to see it. Like, I want that now. I want that dynamic now. And you're like, mm-hmm. you know you're not going to get it for another. <sighs> yeah you're not going to get it for another couple of years. If, if you're at lucky. all. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it took, it took, took five years for a Doctor Strange sequel.
2: That's very true. <laughs> yeah. How much, how many are we from Guardians? Seven?
1: Uh, So Guardians 2 came out in 2000.
2: I thought it was 17.
1: Was it 17?
2: I want to say it's 17. Oh,
1: it was because the first one, 2014 and then 2017. And then, yeah. And then five years, yeah, that's the norm now because it's there's so while. many. It's like you know, like Marvel has a very tough thing of of balancing like the new the new characters that uh mm-hmm. that they want that they want to put on screen, but then also they have to pay homage. They have to they have to do diligence to these current characters. You know, mm-hmm. that's why Endgame was such a big thing is because it's a culmination of at least three of the characters you know right so but then like after all the other characters you've established throughout the saga you're like crap like (laughs) (laughs) like people love this character and the actor loves playing this character so what can we yeah yeah
0: it's
1: it's it's a it's it's a tough thing to balance you know Mm -hmm. so but I do but to answer it yes I would love to see val a team Valkyrie
0: Mm. you know like
1: team up or a thing yeah for sure
2: so, oh. I mean, I, that'd, be, that'd be really cool to see, I think. Yeah. But mm, never know.
1: You know Exactly. You never no. know what they're going to announce. You know?
2: Exactly. So um, nothing much more in terms of other versions and other media other than the what if episode we touched a little bit upon. Um, that's an, I mean, yeah, I don't know. That was such a perfect episode, too. This kind of, mm-hmm. this kind of ridiculous but Jane Foster of course voiced by Natalie Portman herself Mm -hmm. um the episode what if Thor was an only child
1: oh that's right yeah
2: (laughs) where magic and science came together and then that one was yeah magic (laughs) and science because the matching tattoos yeah um hi Odin um he can't hear me but it's okay Mm -hmm. uh (laughs) but yeah um what did you think about the what if any thoughts about what if and that jane although i feel like those two were very consistent with how they just have been in the films too
1: exactly uh i mean yeah i like i said at, uh, earlier in the end the, the episode like i love all the what ifs because mm-hmm. like, it's such an interesting concept and take on like like oh what if this happened what if that and it's like ah yeah man um but and but going deeper into it like thor and um Thor and Jane's dynamic, I, I've i always loved. And so, yeah, yeah can't for
2: complain. sure. Yeah, 100%. I, I had to think about it for a second too. I was like, wow, she was only in one episode. And I was like, yeah, she but was she only came, in
1: one episode. She came back for it too. Now we play yeah. court for her, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, she did. And I was like, ha ha, that's fantastic. I yeah. think they, they really got her back. And I was like, I'm into this. I like yeah. that. Uh, and I'm glad she's a team player because, you know, like with her history with Star Wars, she wasn't super duper into... Doing these types of films, quote unquote, yeah, um, not so much because of like the actual production, but I think it's the fandom. It's another fandom issue. It is,
0: it is, right? It's tough. Yeah, it's tough. yeah.
2: So I'm kind of I'm glad that she didn't get driven away, and I think hopefully this time she had a better um, experience. for Experience, sure. yeah. yeah. Ah. So for the future of the character in the films after Thor: Love and Thunder, I. Don't know. I think honestly, this could be the last time that we see Jane Foster, and then perhaps yeah. even after all is said and done, that's it for her.
1: Honestly, yeah, I agree. Yeah, and yeah. I think the fans should just be okay with that. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> like, I agree. Like yeah. Again, as much as I would like to see more of her, it's I understand that it's probably not going to happen. And also, I do appreciate the sort of realism take. Um, with the MCU when it comes to that, that they're not just gonna bring her back and be like, Well, she died of cancer, but we're just gonna bring her back anyway. Like, you know, like I yeah. I, I appreciate that they don't do that sort of thing. Uh-huh. Um but yeah, I guess we'll see. Yeah. Because Thor will return. Um, we ran an Instagram poll, by the way. Um, I don't know if you voted on this, Jeff, but the audience rated uh, their, the four f- <laughs> Thor films. Uh-huh. Um, 73% voted for Ragnarok as their favorite. Did, would you say Ragnarok is your favorite?
1: I would, man, <laughs> I would say, I think the only reason I would say, or one of the huge reasons I would say yes, is because it was such a different take yeah on thor's character from what you've seen previously so i think that's why a lot of people like really like loved it it's because it was just like oh we've never seen thor like in this light you know in this type of tone and everything yep. um so i and because it was such like a, a 180 like degree like you know flip for 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 the character of thor people like loved it so much because before he was always so like as God, like grandiose, like, oh, yes. But now yeah. he's like, he's like, he's still that, but yeah, a little human. He's a little human inside,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, and he can crack jokes because, and it makes sense because he's been hanging out with the Avengers, you know, and right. the people he's around. Um, Question. Huh.
2: Do you think tonally when they realize that perhaps they might have him be with the Guardians for a little bit, that maybe they thought, let's introduce a lighter, more color, colorful version that will more seamlessly integrate.
1: I mean, sure. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Um, cause obviously, cause that's how the guardian's humor is, you know, mm-hmm. you have to like, and, and then for Thor to hang out with them and you know, it makes sense that that, that behavior makes sense. Yeah. Um, but I like that even though the guardian's appearance was very short and brief in Love and Thunder, um it there was a reason why why you know yeah it was there like like pra like like star lord gave like look man like yeah you need, to, you need to feel something like yeah it's better to feel something than nothing at all and i was mm-hmm. like
0: wow
2: yeah i know <laughs> wow. of all characters i i said yeah. this to another friend you know he had he had asked me um what i thought about it as well and i said it's kind of funny because you almost don't expect to like Peter Quill of all people to be like yeah. more chill and in and mature than yeah. than even Thor. But it here we are here it it happens and he needed to hear things that yeah unfortunately people who have lost have only could only really tell yeah um, yeah yeah I don't know but yeah I, I mean so I, Ragnarok yeah yeah
1: I love. I love the lighter tone that I know people think like, oh, he's a God, he should be more, you know? And I feel like he he, he displays that, but it's also, mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with showing a little light, Yeah, you know? I don't know, I'm like, I'm not opposed to it, you know, but obviously yeah. other people have other opinions. But, yeah,
2: yeah. I, so many people are saying how they wish that Thor was like more serious. And I was like, but honestly, it's kind of like I said to you the other day, I always feel, to me, Thor has always been quite humorous. It's just that the film production itself hasn't been so colorful. Yeah, it's gonna get right? boring.
1: I mean, if he's serious for like all the time, he's gonna it's gonna get boring. Yeah. Sure. People are gonna be like, oh I God, I wish Thor showed some character for some yeah. for, for once.
2: Right. Like yeah. I, I I totally understand the the commentary about like, oh, he's yeah. there's too many jokes or he's too funny or he's not serious enough. I yeah. get it. I think that he does have the moments where he is more serious that balance out balances yeah. it out eventually
0: yeah
1: he had a but, lot of serious moments in love and thunder for sure yeah yeah, yeah so i think so and i was like okay
2: yeah yeah and i definitely agree with that yeah. um mm-hmm. yeah so the audience were, uh, rated ragnarok as their favorite with 73 percent of votes <laughs> Thor, the first thor with 18 love and thunder with nine percent i mean many people have also said that they haven't seen it yet so sure, sure. there's also that and then our favorite dark world <laughs> in bottom <laughs> with zero percent of votes. Which yeah. which, you know, sure. I get it. Like, yeah, like like Melanie, my my dear friend Melanie says, you know, it's not that it's
0: bad. that bad.
2: Yeah. It's just that it's also just not that good.
1: Compared to the compared to the other, other yeah, three films. For sure. For so sure. I agree.
2: In the grand scheme of MCU, I, I would still rate it higher than some other films. So. Yeah. I'm going to
0: trip
2: about it. Agreed. Um, so, almost was shockingly, sadly disappointing. There was no one else that was apparently lined up to play Jane Foster.
0: Thank It was God. Natalie
2: Portman. Yeah, it was Natalie Portman from the get go. <laughs> so, it looks like Natalie bagged the role almost immediately, leaving no room for options for the role, of course, aside Elsa Pataki, AKA Chris Hemsworth's wife, yeah. who stood in for her yeah. um, during the dramatic kiss scene at the end of. Uh Dark World. Dark World, yeah. Directed by Ellen Taylor. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm kind of happy about that. And then that just leaves us to um some suggested reading. So there's quite a bit, like anything that Mighty Thor is in. I mean, go for it. It's yeah. it's all fantastic. Jane Foster's another story because you know a lot of her runs came from the uh, Silver Age. So um, but uh for the character. As in her entirety, I would suggest who is Jane Foster? Yeah. Um, it's an Infinity comic, which is one of these new um, formats that they're trying that's yeah. only available in the uh, mobile app. Uh-huh. And it's that one where I told you where it's all vertical. So it's one long Once, vertical comic. Okay. Yeah. You just swipe the other, the entire thing down. Endless and scrolling. It, nice. It's an endless scrolling comic. Yeah. And so basically tells the entire origin to the modern day of Jane Foster. It's like a five minute read. It's yeah. fantastic. Um, written by Torin Gronbeck and with Leonard Kirk and Matt Miller. Um, it's a fantastic way to get a visual of, of the origin as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Of course, Mighty Thor runs penned by Jason Aaron, drawn by Russell Dauterman, and colored by Matt Wilson. Um, Yeah, if you're familiar with the film or you want to be more acquainted with that character, um, that's the perfect title to get into any of the sets. Probably the first Thor, I believe, is a shorter run than the Mighty Thor, um, but the first Thor run is 2014, so definitely that. Um, The Mighty Valkyries, of course, um, which tells the stories of... Uh, tells two stories in each issue, so it's kind of split up. Where the first half of the story is a Jane story, so mm-hmm. Jane as as um, Thor and Valkyrie, um, and then the second half focuses on Brunhild. Um, and uh, Jane's stories are told by Jason Aaron, Valkyries are Torin and Gronbeck, and then they've got a bunch of creators on both sides of the of the um, the book. And then for the heavier lifting readers out there, of course, check out War of the Realms, which is a huge arc led by Jason Aaron, Russell Dodderman, and other artists. Um, it includes tons of Asgardians, tons of Mid-Guardians, like Spider-Man's even in this stuff. <laughs> and then a bunch of Malekites, like um, uh, little gang, like inclu- including Enchantress and, uh-huh. and such. They're all in it, it's, it's, it's wild. Um, yeah. So check that out as well. And then that is the end of the show.
1: Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) We Ah! made it through.
2: We made it through. Not without many an interruption, but.
1: But our first quote unquote video (laughs) pod. Our first video pod.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Vlog. No, it's not vlog. 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 (laughs) Vlog.
1: video pod or vod, just a bod.
2: a vod a vod a vod it's yeah. a video on demand yeah
1: <laughs> uh, i don't know if we'll upload the video portion we'll see maybe we will and we'll see how people take maybe it just,
2: just a little just a little snippet yeah inside.
1: oh the yeah book. yeah maybe a little snippet yeah, to be like oh my god you guys recorded yourself put some faces to the names yeah there we go
2: <laughs>
1: that works for um, me yeah, yeah.
2: So, thanks for listening. Um, the next episode, we're gonna tackle the newest kid on the MCU block. Yep, Ms. Marvel herself, Kamala Khan. Um, so exciting! Yeah, and and you know the show will be again the series will be completed by the yes. time this that episode drops. Um, what is that first thing next month, I believe. And so, uh, yes. yeah, so hang tight. Send us your questions. Send us your reception of the show. We want to uh-huh. hear all the things. A We Are Groot salute to Tyler, Robin, Nats, Melanie, Laura, Katie, Joe, Liz, Jenny, Ed, Claire, Ashley, Ariel, the Iraq nerd, Andrew, and Andrea. I did that backwards this time. Last time I was out. Oh, I just
1: realized that. Yeah. Wow. You went from the bottom to the top.
2: I, I know. And vice versa. Uh, we have a handful of the We Are Groot tier left. So that means we only have X amount of merchandise that's affiliated with that Patreon tier. tier. So if you want it, you gotta get it now. Otherwise, it's really we still have cool. the other Patreon tiers. Yeah, <laughs> that's really cool. I love sending stuff to people. So please, thank you so much for your support. Yeah. Um, follow us on social at strkcntrst. And if you like what you hear, review, rate, and subscribe. If and you
1: review, rate, and subscribe, you will get to pet <laughs> Odin.
2: Oh my gosh, it's so worth it, everyone. Odin,
1: it. Appreciates. Odin appreciates, Odin
2: appreciates <laughs> Oh (laughs) 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 self-grooming is extra.
1: But um yeah, guys, once again, thank you for hanging in with us. Thank you for listening to us. And we will see you in the next one. See you in the next one. Bye. Bye.
2: Sorry, I just Needed to make sure you were real. It's been a very strange day.
0: I am. Jane,
2: Where were you?
0: Where were you?